on, everybody? Welcome back to the Believe Fantasy Football Show with your friendly neighborhood fantasy football analyst. I'm Fabs with, look at that, handsome, debonair, the man they call the legendary king, uh -huh. Bob Harris. You know him as football diehards at X or Twitter <laughs> uh, and every other social media place. Bob, how much turkey did you ingest and did the trip to fan put you to sleep or was it the actual football games on Thursday? I believe it was the actual football games that uh, <laughs> that did the business. Look, I mean, there was a lot of points scored. I was fine with all of it. Uh, I'm sure you were quite happy. Um, but yeah, I thought, you know, like as far as uh, triple headers go, it was uh, it was a bonanza for fantasy managers. If you played uh, any of the key players, you were set up for the rest of the week. And if you were playing against those players, you knew what you were up against going into Sunday, and you hopefully were able to set your lineups accordingly, make some changes, put in some home run plays if, if you went up against Dak or McCaffrey or any of those kind of players. So uh, I, I kind of liked it. I had a good time. The The Sunday slate was ugly, um, except for Bill's Eagles. Um, we didn't have a lot of – some of those games were like preseason games. Like I'm watching Patriots-Giants, and I'm like, huh, DeVito against Zappi. Yeah, this is what the NFL wants. I, you know, as I, as I watched that game, I couldn't help but think, you know, the early portion is, man, they've got to yank Mac Jones. They can't keep him in there. And and then then they did yank him, and I saw why they kept him in there. It just wasn't. His belly's down. Yeah, I mean, they just don't have any options there. And, uh, you know, they kind of, it's almost like, you know, Bill Belichick's just doubling down on the mediocrity. I mean, you know, uh, clearly they don't think highly of Will Greer. They let him go. But I mean, just taking him completely out of the mix when your quarterback plays that poor says a lot about him. And at some point you think like, what about Malik Cunningham? Is he not like, just like a try the wild card? Cause what you have is not working. And, and anybody, you know, much like the Carolina Panthers didn't see a path forward, right? Like they fired Frank Reich and you could say, well, you know, they were, you know, it's early in the process. Well, the plan he laid out clearly wasn't taking them anywhere they needed to go. It was they're just up against a brick wall. So I feel like the Patriots are in the same boat. There are a number of teams that are struggling, but the, to end the day with the Bills Eagles was fantastic. And I thought there were a couple games where there were some worthwhile things. We'll probably get into some of that. Yeah, I mean Texans Jags was pretty good. I was watching that game. The refereeing was bad. Ah. You know, the, the the NFL has a QB problem. They have oh. a ref problem. They don't, don't have a range problem still. So <laughs> right. and until they have the latter, they probably don't care about the forward. Right. Yeah. So before we get into it, um, let's talk about uh, our pals over at Bet Online. Uh, the last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests, whether it's NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, they're all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops, betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Uh, head to Bet Online today. Remember to use the promo code Believe B L E A V uh, to get your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts, and uh, now we can get into what we saw on Monday night. Yeah, and it was another yeah. prime. Bob laughs at me because, like, okay, full disclosure here. Uh, I used to work for the NFL. Bob knows this. And um, eh, not a big fan of how they run things over there. And so when the NFL is maybe taking a few kicks, I, you know, uh, I, I may throw in a few kicks myself. And the product is bad right now. I'm sorry, it is. And Monday night's game was another example of how the product is bad. From a fantasy perspective, 
I think the big thing we took out of that game was that we remembered that Joshua Dobbs is a journeyman quarterback who does not necessarily need to be in our fantasy starting lineups every single week. Now he had three 20 plus games uh, in terms of the point production in his previous four. Bob, Monday night was awful. Four picks, uh, 4.5 points. The Vikings are on a bye, but now Kevin O'Connell is saying that they may look in a different direction. Maybe Nick Mullins. Uh, What are your thoughts on Dobbs? Like, if if he's if he's not a number two QB on your roster, you feel like you're pretty good at your QB one spot. Is yes. Dobbs droppable now? Yes, you should you, you should be dropping him, and we'll be talking about some bargains here and some of the people you might want to be dropping. Like in all your onesie positions, you should be looking to narrow down as you get closer to the playoffs. But especially if it's Josh Dobbs, you know, like I want to say, you know, his rushing ability any week makes him viable, right? So like if you're you know if you're in dire straits, desperation time, go ahead and throw him in. Expecting consistent high-end weekly production is, is should never have been the expectation. But but you can say for this for Josh Dobbs. I mean, we can go back to last year. He had, what, eight days to before he was thrown in as the starter in Tennessee. Obviously, they viewed him as a better option than the pieces they had in place. So Malik Willis was there. So, so, I mean, there's something to be said. And then Arizona, 17 days, and he's the starter. Then Minnesota, like seven hours. I mean, he shows up, he's the starter. So, you know, he has a certain ability that, that teams find useful, but it does tend to start better than it finishes. Uh, he does tend to fade a little bit. So, look, there were some bad decisions. There were some calls. Look, maybe maybe Kevin O'Connell is the GOAT here, uh, and not in a good way, for not challenging that initial pass to Jordan Addison, which looked like he might have caught it, and maybe yeah. changed the whole momentum of the game if that play counts. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Yeah, and as someone who had Addison uh, in a couple of rosters, I'm like, dude, what? Why not challenge that? Uh, so I, I think a couple of the notes that I at least took from the game, and Bob and I are going to talk about this a little bit later on in the program in terms of the backfield usage that we noticed this week that was a little bit surprising. Roshan Johnson played 51 snaps and Khalil Herbert played 15. Yep. Uh, I would have thought that would have been flipped. Uh, Herbert started the game and did not really do much because he didn't get a ton of touches. He only had eight. Uh, Roshan almost doubled them up at 15. Uh, with Deontay Foreman injured, now the Bears are, are going into a bye week. So what do we take from this, Bob? Like if Roshan Johnson's out there on the waiver wire, we're probably going to pick him up. But do you feel like this is still going to be a committee regardless? Yes, and Deontay Foreman's return may muddle it crazily, right? We have no idea. These murky three-man committees, as our friend Andy Barron calls them, uh, are never good. And uh, and this is a reason why. You see a game like this, uh, you know, or and, and, and a lot of that, last night was due to his ability as a pass protector. And like, sometimes you find there's a lot of running backs who otherwise wouldn't be on the field or would be on the field, but for their ability to either pass protect or inability to pass protect. I mean, when you have teams out there spending a half a billion dollars over the course of time on their quarterback, uh, protecting them is very important. So, so, you know, that's a skill. So it is, you know, like if you're out there and you have, uh, what's always the measure fab, look at the last guy on your roster. Right. And, like, mm-hmm. who is that last guy? If you think Roshan Johnson might, you know, do you better one week than that last guy in your roster, you should definitely be adding him. But I don't, you know, again, the expectation this is going to be the 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 weekly norm sees, seems like a reach to me. Yeah, uh, the Vikings, they're sticking with Alexander Madison. I think some people thought Ty Chandler would get more burn than he did. He only had five touches. He played 18 snaps. That was it. Uh, it was Madison. Uh, and, and let's hope. Now, the Vikings still are right there in the playoff hunt. 
Uh, hopefully we'll get Justin Jefferson back after the bye week, which would be uh, coming back in week 14. We could use him right for the playoff run. Some uh, some news from the weekend, Bob, and some injuries. And the first thing we need to talk about, the NFL has kicked us in our collective fantasy nuts because we've got another Bimageddon. Right when we need these guys during the postseason run, we will be without our Bears, our Bills, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, ouch, the Giants, Raiders, ouch, Ravens, kind of ouch, uh, and the Vikings, uh, who some would argue we were without yeah, them. Like 3.5 uh, teams on by. I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> I'm my, right. So, but but we have Bimageddon here. And we've got more quarterback injuries. Not that, you know, Dorian Thompson Robinson's all that great, but now he's hurt, got the concussion. Bob, there are reports out there that Joe Flacco could make the start against the Rams this week. Are you picking him up? Yeah, he's I like to remember. I like I like to play with in my own age bracket. So uh <laughs> well then there'd be nobody on your team because you're like 85. That was gratuitous. Um <laughs> yeah, I mean, why why wouldn't you at this point? You know, I mean, I think we've seen PJ Walker is you know, has defined himself over the course of his career, and no discredit to him. I mean, just not everyone is uh and, and I don't know that Joe Flacco still is, but he has been and he's been to a Super Bowl, and that probably alone is enough to at least get you a ticket into the uh into some first team snaps in practice this week. They're practicing in LA. Uh, so, you know, we'll probably get some word on what's going on there, but it, it totally wouldn't shock me if he's the answer. And if he is, I like might, might feel okay about some of the remaining standing yeah. pieces. It, it's funny, right? Because NFL teams have a certain way of thinking and then fantasy managers have a certain way of thinking. Right. We all, I want Flacco as the quarterback in uh, Cleveland. Because I have Amari Cooper, and I don't trust DTR <laughs> or, to be honest, PJ Walker to get him the football. I, 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 I'll, I'll give DTR a little credit. I thought he picked up the pace a little bit. Like it's only a one-game sample of goodness or semi-goodness or or better than not horribleness. It wasn't fantasy you want to goodness. I can tell you that. No, but but I mean, you know, he, he, you know, expecting him to progress a little bit seems, you know, I mean, he's just getting into the mix. I think you know, in Walker's case, we, we've seen this. There's history. It goes back beyond this year and Thompson Robinson's case, you know, he's a pretty good college quarterback had pretty athletic. Would like to see him get a little more opportunity, but I don't think we'll see it this week. As speaking of Amari Cooper, uh, he was injured uh, on Sunday. Not sure if he's going to be able to go this week, which means Elijah Moore could be an ad off the waiver wire. Uh, Cedric Tillman, maybe in some deeper leagues, the saints have no wide receivers left. Okay. I mean, Michael Thomas is already out. They Chris Olave was concussed. So my guess is that he's not going to play this week. No. And then Rashid Shahid is day-to-day with a thigh injury. Yeah, is there unlikely. anybody in New Orleans at wide receiver? Like, are we looking at Lynn Bowden right now? Or <laughs> Lynn or- Bowden Jr., the running back slash wide receiver of our dreams, is uh, is finally going to become a thing maybe. Uh, you know, look, he got a lot of playing time. We may end up seeing uh, like a Keith Kirkwood. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, they're they're down to they're down to the brass tacks. I, I believe they added Marquez Callaway back to the practice squad, so he is a uh, – he is available for promotion and is familiar with the team at least. So, yeah. so yeah, this is a, this is not a good situation there. Yeah. They do have Callaway on the, on the practice squad. So, and, and by the way, he's the only wide receiver on the practice squad. So maybe a Juwan Johnson week kids. Yeah. And I, I love Juwan Johnson. I, I mean, and Taysom Hill too, because it, it's kind of like uh supply and demand tight ends and S show right now. So uh, Juwan Johnson should be a, a highly added player this week. Uh, another wide receiver that went down Demario Douglas, like literally we were talking about this on fantasy dirt yesterday with uh, my pal, Lindsey Rhodes. There are certain teams in the NFL who have maybe one or two tops, right? Viable fantasy players. The giants they're on a buy this week. 
they have one in Barkley, and really that's it. The Patriots have Ramondre, and now that DeMario Douglas is out, and I don't know if he's going to play this week, they don't have anybody either. Now, they do play the Chargers this week, Bob. I mean, you got any interest in Juju or Devontae Parker, or are we just out? I mean, that's like, you know, daily tournament plays, right? Dark tosses. I mean, you know, I think it's hard to, you know, trust these guys for look it's by again maybe you're in a position where you need them and it is a super favorable matchup i prefer not to but if i had to it's better to play guys with quarterbacks i'm told all right let's uh let's get into the waiver wire we're talking a little bit about that and of course we have our segment and you know what hey toss uh, of course I'm talking to my pal alex here we we got to come up with like some kind of like jingle for bob you know like you know back in the days when they had these segments open up and it was like bobbing for bargains, you know, like something like that. I'll even voice the damn thing. Yeah. Can I just, can I just clip it. that? Can I just clip that right there? I'm going to do it now. Ready? Three, two, one. Bobbing for bargains. He loves that. And I want some music. There's a little like it. super, supermarket sweep esque kind of music behind there or something like that. I love it. Listen, man, I came up with the idea bobbing. There is. Nah. All right. Anyways, you nah, guys get it. Yeah. Bob, let's get into the waiver wire. We've got sure. six teams off this week. We've got quarterbacks all over the place <laughs> that are injured or stink. Um, do, are there any? We're going to talk about the the more obvious options here also, but we like to let Bob give us some of these players that might be a little bit under the radar here first. Uh, who are we bobbing for bargains for this week, Bob? I think we're bobbing for bargains for. I think this is the week where we start thinking about our playoff runs and we start narrowing down our onesie positions, assuming our players are past buys. If you got people in buys this week or next week, we've got Arizona, Washington on buys, so be mindful of that. But I want to focus on the running back position. You want to get your handcuffs locked in. And there are some good ones available. Samaji P. Ryan in 20, is available, is like 26% rostered in Yahoo. That's a lot of Javante Williams managers without a reliable handcuff. And I like Jaleel McLaughlin at one point, but P. Ryan, again, for pass protection and other reasons, has proven to be really suitable. And they like him at the goal line, too. Elijah Mitchell, Christian McCaffrey owner, managers, he is out there in 17% rostered. He should be on your rosters. Uh, Tyler Algier is 46% rostered. If you're a Bijan manager, look into it. Zamir White, Josh Jacobs is carrying the Raiders offense right now. If something happens to him, Zamir White's next in line. He's 1% rostered, kids. And uh, the last but not least, we all wanted Tank Bigsby to be a thing. He's not. Dearness Johnson is. Yep. He is the handcuff for Travis Etienne, who's getting a little bit beat up and whose you know, production is kind of tailing off a little bit. So yeah, get great. those guys, you know, get, get, your, get, get your insurance policies in place. Uh, you might need them as you hit the playoff run. Hey, that's why we're bobbing for bargains. I love it. I don't know. I'm just going to say, sure I, love I, feel, it that I, I feel like, I feel like the big voice guy on like an old fifties, like game show host. Say, you know, wouldn't it be swell if we went bobbing for bargains? Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down. All right. Anyways, let's get into some of the other waiver wire ads that maybe aren't as under the radar. Uh, at quarterback, I don't know what to tell you, folks. You, you could pick up Gardner Minshew, you know, but he hasn't been great. Matt Stafford's coming off a four touchdown game. He's got Cleveland this week. I don't love him. Yeah, we love talked him, but about that's Joe the obvious in the QB league. I mean, Bob, I don't see any quarterbacks out there in a competitive league that are worth it. Stafford's the obvious call if you're in a bind, yeah. right? I mean, you know, here's a guy with with a fair amount of upside, still has a golden arm. Uh, just you know, faces a horrible matchup, and I wish that wasn't the case. But you might not have a choice uh, this week, or maybe even next. Yeah, Keaton Mitchell, uh, who's still available in some leagues out there, probably the competitive leagues he's gone, but the Ravens are off this week, so I don't know if he's really going to help you. Nope. I mean, Michael Carter, 
got, and we're going to talk about this with the usage. He got a lot of snaps in Arizona. So he there is something to work. that. We're going to, we're going to work through that. Cause I don't know if that's yeah. not a mirage kids. Be yeah. Sure. Um, and also, I mean, I, I, I guess Roshan Johnson, uh, the bears are off. Uh, he could be floating around out there on the waiver wire as well. Wide receivers got a few more options. Jaden Reed. I mean, I keep, I keep like pounding the drum on Jaden Reed and nobody's picking him up. He's not even owned in 50% of leagues. He's the best receiver they have in green Bay from a fantasy perspective. Elijah Moore, again, another guy I've been beating the drum on him. He's getting targeted a ton. Um, if Flacco plays and Amari Cooper doesn't like Elijah Moore, you know, could be a startable asset this week with six teams off. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, who looked really good, and maybe the Giants are going to start to feature him now because he's a rookie. They want to see what they have in him. Uh, the Giants aren't playing this week. Maybe you stash him on your bench. Uh, Greg Dorch uh, had a touchdown this past week, double-digit points in two straight games. And then I mentioned Devontae Parker and Juju. Listen, folks, I probably don't want any Patriots in terms of the pass catchers, but if you're desperate, you know, do what you got to do. Tight ends. There's so we, we talked about already one of them in Juwan Johnson. Because the Saints have nobody left to, to catch the ball. So Juwan Johnson is going to be an ad. Pat Fryermuth, I was surprised, Bob. I looked on Yahoo. This is where I get all my percentages. 48% ownership. He got dropped in a lot of leagues when he went on the injured list. He had 120 yards last week. He's the most attractive ad, I think, of the week, right? I think so. You know, you look at his emer sudden emergence or reemergence, if you will, uh, and it coincides with a change of play caller and uh, and clearly a focus to throw the ball deeper down the middle more, and he's going to be part of that. So, yeah, that's a, that's a fine pickup. Uh, Tucker Craft also is going to be worth a look off the waiver wire coming off of uh, scoring a touchdown on Thanksgiving, uh, but the matchup's not great against Kansas City folks. So uh, for all the waiver wire ads, you can go to si.com slash fantasy. Check out my column. Check out the column of the great Jen Piacenti as well. Um, now we want to get into... And I, I think this is something that we need to start doing every every Tuesday here on the program uh, is looking at backfield usage and seeing what trends we're seeing to potentially make better predictions for the upcoming week. Uh, Bob, I'm going to go through some of these backfields that I pointed out, uh, and you're going to tell me whether or not you know we should be worried or is this something that we're going to see moving forward uh, or is it just a one-week kind of scenario. Uh, in Arizona – James Connors no longer a featured back. He played 29 snaps. Michael Carter had 26. Uh, James Connors got the bill, the, the Steelers this week. I like the whole Pittsburgh revenge game narrative. I don't like what I'm seeing from James Connor, though. The usage is really down. Well, let me help you then, Fabs. That's what I'm here for. Uh, all, all of all of Carter's work came in the fourth quarter, 24 of his carries. And so he didn't have, he had three carries through the first three quarters. By mm -hmm. the time he got in the game, it, it was well out of hand. I think they wanted to get a look at him, get him up to speed the offense. I don't think I'm going to hit the panic button on this one. Connor still looks like the guy to me. I mean, I do think we're going to see Michael Carter down the stretch. And mm -hmm. by the way, Keontae Ingram was a healthy scratch. So he's out of the equation. If anyone was hanging on to him uh, for potential insurance policy, Amari yep. DiMarcato came back in and saw some of the third down work. So, so a little bit of normalcy there, but not enough meat on that bone for fantasy managers. And and I suspect going forward for Carter, I like Carter low kind of long-term, longer term prospect, um, but I don't know if I'd want to be counting on him. He might be a limiting factor for Connor, but I, I don't think major limiting factor. Let's go to Atlanta real quick. Um, you've been beating the drum on Bijan. I've been beating the drum on Bijan. I mean, since the preseason, I, I thought he was worth a first round pick. And at the end of the season, folks, he will have been worth a first round pick. His schedule is beautiful. It is a cakewalk. It is a Christmas gift. Trust me. Um, and he played 39 snaps this past week. Algier only had 18. Uh, he is 
coming into the running back that we all kind of knew that he was going to be. Uh, I, I don't think there's any question there. Carolina, though, Bob, Chuba Hubbard reclaimed that top role, 47 snaps compared to Miles Sanders, who only had 27. Uh, you probably got to play Hubbard this week against Tampa Bay, but the matchup's not great. Matchup's not great, but we may see a change in emphasis with the coaching change there. Uh, you know, that offensive line's not built for pass protection. Late last season, it did seem to be built for a good power rushing attack, and maybe the new staff will kind of see that and try to leverage it. Maybe we get a little more out of both those players. Uh, Jerome Ford, 51 snaps compared to Kareem Hunt, who only had 18. It's funny, Jerome Ford, I think he has scored 11.9 points on the dot in like three straight games. I don't love him this week against the Rams, but he's a flex starter because you've got six teams mm -hmm. on a bye. Uh, Javante right. Williams, remember like last week we were like, oh man, what happened with the snaps? Right back up to 47 this week. P. Ryan only at 18. They've got the Texans this week. Get Javante back in your lineup. Yep. This one here, Bob, I'm really interested to see what your opinion is on here. Because David Montgomery was dominating the touches earlier in the season, the first half of the season. Then he ended up getting hurt, came back. He actually has been very productive. In fact, he's been more productive than Gibbs on a consistency basis. Gibbs didn't do nothing, uh, didn't do much on Thanksgiving. Gibbs played 59 snaps and Montgomery only 22. Like, is that cause for concern if you have DM? Well, yes, but only if you think the Lions are going to be playing from behind a fair amount. He's, Gibbs is going to be the guy on pass when they're throwing the ball. And, uh, and you know, he's obviously going to be in the mix as a runner as well. But you'll see more Montgomery if they have leads in games, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Devin Singletary, even though Damian Pierce came back, 49 snaps played. Pierce only 11. I mean, I would roster much production. Pierce. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would roster Pierce, I guess, if I'm in a deeper league because running backs are so – Hard to come by, but Singletary has kind of taken that job <clears throat> now, and we predicted that a few weeks ago. Seems to have the pass-catching role as well. Yes. Um, Jonathan Taylor only played 42 snaps this past week. Uh, Zach Moss played 30. Now, Taylor scored a couple of touchdowns and was certainly uh, the better option from a fantasy perspective, which we kind of predicted would happen at some point. Um, that was an obvious one. Any concern about Jonathan Taylor's snaps going down a little bit, uh, or are you good with him? I think there's going to be a concern, uh, you know, the, the kind of the shift back to bringing Moss back in the mix came after Chris Ballard had an interview last week where he said, look, we've got to get him on the field more. I mean, I think they realize he's an asset. This is going to be one of those tricky situations where what the coach perceives is ha somebody having the hot hand is going to, you know, get a little more run. Uh, like I'd still lean into Taylor. This maybe keeps him, you know, from being a top five back and maybe he looks more like a top 10 back. And I think probably people will be okay with that. Yeah, the final one, uh, Ramondre Stevenson finally is putting a little distance between him and Ezekiel Elliott in terms of the snaps. Uh, Ramondre, 53 snaps. Zeke only 15. Uh, so hard to flex Zeke um, <clears> at this point, and, and most people probably weren't doing that uh, uh, regardless. But you do have six teams on a bye, and you've got injuries. They've got the Chargers this week. Ramondre Stevenson, uh, is he was one of the top 10 backs in fantasy last year. Hasn't been as good this year, but lately, Bob, uh, 20 plus points in two of his last yep. three games. You feeling pretty good about Stevenson? I like, you know, there's kind of like the Giants, there's Saquon Barkley and nobody else. I kind of feel like we're heading yeah. to that same territory with the Patriots. There's Ramondre and no one else for me. It is crazy. I, 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 again, we were talking about this. Like, there's probably half a dozen teams in the league that have one or two reliable fantasy options, and that's it. That's it. The Giants have one. Uh, the Patriots have one. The Panthers, I don't think the Panthers have one. Well, Adam Thielen has been has turned into a hit or miss proposition, right? When he yeah. hits it, golden. I mean, he's still up there. I mean, going into this past week, he was third in the league in catches. So, mm -hmm. you know, right up there with Keenan Allen and Tyreek Hill. So there's something to be said for that. But, 
But like, you know, from, from a fantasy perspective, while we'd like a, you know, a, an offense with a ton of weapons that we can all, you know, mine multiple pieces, those funnel schemes are work pretty well for us too, because we're, we feel pretty confident in the workloads our players are going to get like, you know, for the Raiders right now, I mean, I feel pretty good about Josh Jacobs at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, he is pretty much the offense. And, and I think you can like J- Jacoby Myers worked his way back into a mix, but that's kind of a three man crew, two man, mm-hmm. you know, ideal, but, but maybe Myers can work his way back in and have some relevance as well. All right. Um, we're going to look ahead to the majority of the games Thursday. Uh, and by the way, Bob Harris will be joining me for Thursday and Thursday's moving uh, forward. Uh, fair warning. Boris, I tell you, I, there's, there's not much I like more than spending quality time on a podcast, uh, with, the with Mr. Bob Harris. You are uh, so a horrible we, liar. We, 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 we welcome <laughs> him. Uh, of course, uh, I, I kind of dig this must start or get smart kind of segment here because people have question marks about players who we've been starting in the past kind of haphazardly. And now, well, do we do that this week moving forward? Uh, let's get things going with Joe Mixon, who did nothing on the ground in the first game with Jake Browning. They've got the Jags this week. The matchup's not bad. The Jaguars defense is not great. It's but not bad against a run. Well, what I'm saying overall, their defense is not great. The Jaguars defense. Joe Mixon. Must start or get smart. Get smart. He's like running back, what, 20, 20, 17. Uh, he's 10, 10 points a game right now. I mean, get smart. Look at your options. You may have people who have risen up ahead of him. And by people, I mean Kyron Williams, David mm-hmm. Montgomery, uh, any number, Isaiah Pacheco, any number of people that may have been drafted after him are viable plays. Jameer Gibbs, Brees Hall, Jerome Ford. I mean, the, the list goes on of players that I would consider at least. James Conner, we talked about him a little bit earlier on in the program. He's at Pittsburgh this week. Revenge game narrative, must start or get smart? Um, I'm probably in the get smart. I mean, he's a solid running back too for me, but I, I think I think you can like it, look at your options and, and play it safe. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably benching Conner this week. I've benched him uh, a couple of times since he's been back. Bob, he hasn't scored double digits since week yeah, three. He's he's at 8.5 a game, so Every I mean, it's not, game, not a must start. Yes, and, and he's not the third down back anymore. It's been brutal. This th- These next few are tough. Cooper Cup, and let's be honest, I, I don't think I've said this in a long, Cooper Cup stinks right now in fantasy. Stinks. Is Cooper Cup a must start? No. Now, Cleveland this week, or do no. you get smart? Get smart. Look at your options. Gauge wow. them carefully. Right? Like, and I was Isn't all in crazy? on Cooper Cup. I had Cooper Cup as like my number is a my one my wide receiver one overall coming into the season. And look, you just say there comes a point where you know smart managers divorce themselves from their narratives and they divorce the name from the numbers. And with Cooper Cup, it's not been great. And in doing that, you know what you're playing. If you're still playing Cooper Cup without you know if he's an auto start for you, uh, you know you're playing his reputation right now. You know, and we're at a point in the season. Early in the season, that's fine. I'm good with playing somebody's reputation in history. At this point in the season, I'm going to play the guys that are going to win win games for me. And and let's see the the handful of guys or the number of players who I would feel way more comfortable with. Or, you know, includes guys I was drafting in the fifth, sixth, or later rounds. And I'm looking at you, Tank Dell and Nico Collins, just two from one team, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of pieces I would be uh, more interested in playing the Cooper Cup. Now, this might mean missing out on a breakout game or a Cooper Cup-esque game, right? That's part of this equation. Oh, they just played the Cardinals. I mean, geez, Louise. Well, I know, but I mean, no, there's no doubt about it. But, you know, Kyron Williams, you know, kind of made it the passing, well, and Tyler Higby, I guess. But, uh, you know, I think 
you know, but that's the thing you have to get past the fear of missing out on a big game from somebody you invested heavily in. Look, you've already missed out people. It's too late. Puka Nakua, his teammate. Puka's had one good game since Cup's return, and that was the game Cup got hurt and didn't play most of the game. Uh, Browns this week. Puka Nakua must start or get smart. Get smart. Look yeah. at your options. I, he is my sit of the week at wide receiver on uh, Stardom and Sidham over at Sports Illustrated, which will be out uh, later on in the day and into tomorrow. Next up, Adam Thielen, who like was ridiculously on fire, white hot, 33-year-old wide receiver just absolutely dominating the stat sheets. Lately, it has been bad. Adam Thielen's got Tampa Bay this week. Must start or get smart? Mm, get smart, but I mean, that that cover three kind of funnels to that first receiver, but they can't pass protect. I mean, it's you know, you're you're taking your chances, but judge your options carefully. Finally, DeAndre Hopkins. We got all excited when he had that multi-touchdown game. Will Levis, oh my God, he's awesome. He's, you know, he's, he's the next great thing for the Titans. And the last several games have been, um, they've got the Colts this week. It's a good matchup. Uh, must start or get smart with nuke. Yeah. Another one of those cover three teams, uh, get, you know, get smart, but you know, don't out. uh, Here's the key, right? There's a fine line between getting smart and outsmarting yourself. Yeah. So don't be out there thinking, oh, I'm going to lock in. Uh, maybe this is my 2-2 Atwell week. Or, you know, the, the options down the lane a little bit. I think I think Hopkins is still like a, a solid tail-end wide receiver two, uh, locked in wide receiver three. All right. Uh, final one, and I'm going to answer this one. Bob Harris, must start or get smart? It's always must start with Bob Harris, uh, who will be joining us again every Tuesday and Thursday right here on the Believe Fantasy Football Show. Uh, Toss, real quick, want to get you in here. Thoughts on our beloved Dallas Cowboys before we say goodbye to the folks. We're kind of rolling right now, Fabs, but I would like to see us beat a good team before I before I give us the final stamp of approval. Got Seattle Thursday. They're a winning team, although they're not that good. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's the if that's the barometer for me. Do do I get a vote here? If I get a vote, I want to vote that beloved should never be used in conjunction with a sports team. Sorry, pal. I've been in a relationship with this team for since I'm eight, so 42 years. That's longer than any relationship I'll ever be in with a woman, which is a problem. That's probably why I am single at this point. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, the Hey, listen. Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in fantasy football right, right now. now. Go look at the numbers. Go look at the numbers. He's the best quarterback in fantasy football. He's played a lot of really Over the last six games. games. I don't care. He's the best quarterback in fantasy football right now. Uh, we'll talk about that Seattle game. On Thursday, when we are back on the Believe Fantasy Football Show, of course, presented by Bet Online for Bob Harris, I am Fabs, and for Toss. We will see you on Thursday. Check us out. We'll preview Thursday Night Football with my beloveds, sorry, Bob, and the Seahawks, and all of your weekend action. Uh, it is nut cutting time. Fantasy football playoffs are almost here. We're here to help you get there. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Uh-huh.